Bonjour, Popheads, and welcome to issue 36 of 3Bzine Presents Popcast, a.k.a. the TomCast Popcast, and I'm still Tom. Joining me tonight is the bubbly Roger Smith. Always bubbly, always ready. Also known as Exomega Gold on Twitter and Instagram. And if you are inside this show's territorial bubble, please follow along at TomCast underscore podcast on Twitter and at the TomCast underscore podcast on Instagram. Remember, this is the pop culture podcast that knows when the news is light, you make fun lists. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. But more about that later. Roger, what's going on? How are you today, my friend? Doing good. Just got out of a lot of meetings and uh, ready to pop the cast, if you will. Well, and speaking of popping things, yeah, we have a, a lovely bottle of beer tonight. Yes. The, the Allagash White. Uh, yes. A, a favorite of mine. Hopefully a favorite of yours. Oh, yeah. That was great. Now, before we get started, though, uh-huh. a special challenge has been issued, mostly by me. Okay. Because, you know, this podcast is is a big deal. Yeah. People yeah. are just clamoring, hitting me up all the time. They're like, I want to be on the show. I'm great. You would love to have me on the show. It's going to be so much fun if we all get to do this. And I was like, you know... I love having Roger on the show, but I, I need to have you differentiate yourself from the crowd. Sure. And there's only one way to do that. Okay. You have to prove you're worthy. <laughs> and we need Mjolnir for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we have Mjolnir. Thor gave us Mjolnir. Yes. I will set it down in front of you. <laughs> and if you can lift this mighty hammer, like I am lifting it right now, proving that I am ultimately worthy to host this podcast, <laughs> Roger, you will get to... I will tell everyone to fuck off. <laughs> I set it down now before you. All right. I'm surprised the table's not collapsing right it's, now. It's a sturdy table. We're yeah, fortunate. it's pretty good. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's oh, do it. Oh, oh, gosh. Look there, at the, there, the... There's a wobble. Oh, oh, uh, the bulging muscles on Roger, though. My goodness. Uh, We're going to crack this lid. The hammer's up. Oh, and the bottle is open. How about that? Well, uh, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Roger is worthy. Beers are being drank, and um, the waiting list for the show continues to grow. <laughs> yeah, even Cap was waiting for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I love that little bottle opener. I was like, "This is perfect for the show. We oh, have so much fun opening beers with that." That's so cool. I it love is it is the Mjolnir bottle opener. This is great, and you know you're worthy. Yes. It's even got the, the text on the side. I love it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. A great little uh, is internet purchase. God bless the internet, <laughs> as we say in this podcast. It's a good place. <laughs> so now, I don't know if you know this about the Allagash White, but there's there's actually pouring instructions on the bottle. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think I've ever poured from a bottle. I think I've always just had it on draft. That's normally how I go, too. Um, but it's, you know, because it's a Belgian style, there's you know, they want you to kind of... <laughs> Take note. You have to do like a little swirl oh, as you do the bottom of the glass. For the too. last inch of the bottle. Yeah, to kind of get the, get get all that yeasty goodness into your beer. Very nice. So yeah, a little bit more clinking and stuff than we normally do on the show, but I really wanted to have a fun time with Roger now that I have this cool bottle opener for us to play with. Yeah, you know we love the yeast. <laughs> the beast from the yeast. <laughs> I don't know why I was trying to put my empty bottle in front of you. That's kind of rude. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Is there a beer called the KG Yeast? Oh, there should be. And Batman can fight him. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're pouring your beer, we do have a, a little bit of, of very light news that uh, I thought we'd bring up. You know, a lot of the news that's happening right now is just kind of, I don't know, not exciting. Yeah. That's kind of what it's been for the week. So, yeah. You know, so instead of talking about a bunch of things that we were kind of bored by, we, we, we decided to kind of uh, change things up for the show today. Yeah. And, but there is a, a little bit of stuff that we thought people might want to hear about. And uh, I think the, I think we'll start with, well, I guess it's pretty probably pretty cool. I mean, I, I grew up loving G.I. Joe in the 80s. Sure, yeah. Now there's, uh, there's reports out that uh, actor uh, Henry Golding, uh-huh. who uh, most notably was in Crazy Rich Asians, is up for the role of Snake Eyes in a new G.I. Joe... Spinoff slash reboot okay. movie. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was going to be a reboot of the series that we've seen so far. Or? It's uh, being reported that uh, <coughs> I'm going to say his name wrong. 
Robert Schwenke, mm-hmm. who directed Red and Allegiant, will direct this movie. Oh, okay. And it'll be written by the guy who wrote uh, Beauty and the Beast and the Hun- Huntsman Winter's War. Uh, Evan, oh, I'm going to definitely say his, not, his name wrong because it is super Greek. Uh, <laughs> Spilotopoulos will be handling the scripting. So Snake Eyes coming back to the to the big screen. Uh, it's been a, it's been a little while since we saw a GI Joe film in theaters yeah. last. Yeah, it's been how many years now? It's been quite a while because I think the last one was that Retaliation movie. And it had The Rock and Bruce Willis and all those oh, guys, right? Yeah. And if I remember correctly, wasn't Snake Eyes being played by Ray Park? Am I wrong about that? Am I making that up? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, that'd be cool. We we love Ray Park around here. He's done good stuff. Oh, I mean, you know, you you always pull for Darth Maul to get work. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let me get a vamp for a minute while I look it up, Roger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I I remember uh, very little about those movies. Actually, I don't know if I even saw them in theaters when they came out. I mean, I was never a huge GI Joe fan. I always had an appreciation for it. I think the extent of it was those uh, funny dubs that they had on uh, the internet back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think other than that, uh, not a whole lot of experience with uh, G.I. Joe other than, you know, just the basics. I, I know who Snake Eyes is. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was like interesting, but definitely just popcorn action movies for sure. Yeah, and it, it, it was Ray Park as, as oh, cool. Snake Eyes, at least in the first one. I don't know if he was... I'm assuming he came back for re- Retaliation, but yeah. again, it's been a hot minute since I saw that film as well, so... Mm-hmm. Let me double, double check. Yep, he, he... Of course he came back, because... Yeah, because yeah, Ray Park. He wasn't, he wasn't busy. Nah. He loves his flipping. Yeah, but that one... That, that second one, they, they put The Rock in, and it might have been one of the few times that The, the Rock had a movie that didn't make $70 billion. <laughs> That's true. I felt at that point they just kind of started adding people in there, and they're just like, you know what? We're going to throw everyone into the G.I. Joe movie. It's going to be amazing. And, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Didn't do great. No, and it was weird. It was kind of weird because they brought Bruce Willis in, of all people. Yeah, like, you don't think G.I. Joe when you... I mean, I... I well, know. he played the original G.I. Joe, I guess with the one with the Kung Fu grip, perhaps. <laughs> Possibly. I can see him doing He couldn't pick like up that. anything else because he was just Kung Fu gripping everything. <laughs> one single Kung Fu grip. <laughs> So that's uh, exciting news, perhaps? It is of interest. It is of interest. (laughs) That is fair. And the only other thing I wanted to mention was, I I, I mentioned it mostly because I had no idea it was even a news thing. Okay. But I guess, I guess CBS now, CBS, the owners of Star Trek, now actually Mm -hmm. own the rest of Star Trek. Oh, okay. So I guess the films were separate from... The TV shows and such like that—they were under Viacom, Paramount, and now oh, okay. yeah, I guess the companies have remerged together, and so now all the Star Treks are in the same place finally. Which I had no idea they were even apart. Yeah, yeah. So then I guess you can just watch anything Star Trek on CBS now. Is that what we're getting at? Or I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, the news is weird this week, and well, uh, I guess know. it is pretty fresh. So they might not have made that transfer yet if it's going to happen so fresh so fresh super fresh but again i was more interested in that piece of news just because i had no idea it was even a thing yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i knew the the star treks were paramount but i just you know i don't even know who owns what anymore everything is just one big happy family well i mean it's 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 only a matter of time before you know disney owns all of them anyways yeah yeah and then we can finally get that star wars star trek crossover that we all have been clamoring for monopolies be damned they're owning everything the federation versus (laughs) the empire i'm actually not afraid of it i'd kind of be into it (laughs) it would be a very interesting take (laughs) i agree sorry i was taking a drink there that was a good swig (laughs) thor would be proud in order to have a fun show, something that Roger and I were really excited to talk about, excited yeah. to get into, um, we decided we were going to talk about Cars. Yeah. Not the, not the Pixar films. No, I'm sure that's, those are fine. But. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I saw the first one. It was, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, particularly, we wanted to talk about the Cars that are uh, have populated pulp, pop fiction. Yeah, huh. Pop culture, <laughs> some might say, if they wanted to speak correctly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we, we kind of did like a, a, a divide and conquer method yep. to this. Uh, Roger has tackled movies, mm-hmm. famous cars from movies, and I got uh, uh, famous cars from television shows. Yeah. Now, this is not going to be an encyclopedic list. You know, yeah. we're not listing everything that was cool <laughs> and awesome. So odds are, 
there might be controversy about these these listings, our our our, our rankings, I suppose, because we did, we did it as like a top ten. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest, there's there's plenty of cars that did not make my list for TV shows, <laughs> and it's mostly because. I had to have watched your TV show for me to be a fan of it. This is true. This you know, true. I'm not going to s- sit around saying that the that the awesome car from Starsky and Hutch is one of my favorites because mm. I never watched Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm familiar with the car. It's super cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. yeah, but I'm you know, I had to be a fan. Sure. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Got it. So I guess I'll start Go at it. the bottom at number ten, and we'll work our way up to make it more exciting <laughs> and dramatic. <laughs> Let's do it. Now, I guess first I have to give it an honorable mention. One car I really wanted to include because I thought it was super cool um, was the, uh, the Munsters Coach oh. from the Munsters. <laughs> Very nice. I thought that was a kind of a cool, fun car. And, yeah. you know, uh, if you don't know what it looks like, Google it because it's pretty badass. I think it's mm. a cool, sweet car. I think it's a um, – I'm trying to remember that designer's name. I think it's a George Barris. Hmm. Who, uh, whose name will probably come up on this list later. Interesting. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the honorable mention. Now now sure. to to the top ten. Again, I'm going to start controversial here. I love this car. Okay. But <laughs> it has to be number ten. I can't make it any higher, and I'll, I will explain why very, very quickly. Sure. But number ten, the General Lee, the 1969 Dodge Charger from the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. yeah had, and it, it's number there. ten... Because hashtag racism. Uh, well, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that Confederate flag is not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool at the time before that meant things, but yeah. Well, I mean, I guess kind of it's always meant things, but I <laughs> know I hear you. <sighs> but it's, from from that era, we just really didn't think of it like can't that. play that anymore. No. Co- Colin Kaepernick is gonna have a fit. Yeah, it, it's it's done. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but that cool car, it used to do jumps all over the place. I think they smashed like a thousand of those cars making that TV series. <sighs> they had to because <laughs> every episode you had to launch it over a, 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 some kind of stream or, or creek of yeah. some sort. Some sort of open body of either water or air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had to be a you know it had to be a cool jump. I don't. I guess in Hazard County, just ramps are everywhere. Yeah, no, it's just what they do. And then the cops get squeamish and they don't want to go over and they just crash their cars. Like, yeah, I'm not not feeling that jump. The the, the budget the 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 town budget for this police vehicles <laughs> had to be off the charts. <laughs> Number nine on my list, Black Beauty from the Green Hornet, a 1966 mm. Chrysler Imperial. Now, Black Beauty is a show that I, I didn't get into super deep because um, I didn't. It, it wasn't syndicated where I was living at the time for for long stretches. Like I would watch it here and there, but the the crossover episode with Batman would always play uh, during the Batman sixty six syndication yeah. run, and and so that made me a intrigued by that card really. So when I would see it. So when that show, when that when that car would pop up, when that series mm. would pop up in vacation, I'd be like, "Ooh, I want to watch this because that car was cool." Yeah, yeah, that was a cool one for sure. Plus, you had a, uh, you know, you had, you had uh, Bruce Lee as Kato. Yeah, it's pretty badass. You can't go wrong with Bruce and the co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> next up, next up, number eight, the eighteen van. Yeah, that one had to be there. Nineteen eighty-three GMC Bandura. Okay. And I think they put a couple of special features in there because it's the A team after all. Yeah, that's what they do. I mean, the A team <laughs> is just a badass show. <laughs> it was so crazy. It was. I mean, I know it was a little bit before your time. Yeah, but no. you might have gotten to see reruns at some oh, point. Definitely, it was just one of those shows where you're just like, man, this was just a product of its era. This was just what it was in its prime. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's. I mean, it's super eighties, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, you had, you had Dirk Benedict from, from Battlestar Galactica <laughs> as, as face, and you got, uh, oh, God, all of them. I mean, Mr. T is B.A. Baracus. Is, it's a whole thing. George Papard is, is um, Hannibal. Mm. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, a side note, I actually really liked the film. Really? <laughs> I did. I really enjoyed the movie they made a few years back. Yeah, with uh, Liam Neeson, right? Yeah, with Liam Neeson and uh, Pretty Boy, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, thank yeah. you. And, uh, what was it? Rampage. So the eighteen can only get better with Rocket Raccoon in it. That's true. That's a whole new dimension to the show. <laughs> the fifth member. Yes, right. <laughs> All right, now this one, this one is definitely dating myself. Okay. All right. All right, number seven. The Pontiac Firebird Spirit from the Rockford Files. Okay. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with this. When you were a private detective in the 70s and 80s, you had to have a badass car. All right. And a Pontiac Firebird that Jim Rockford drove around Los Angeles and Malibu was choice. Nice gold color to it. You know, 
not ostentatious. Yeah. But it lets you know, like, <laughs> hey, this 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 guy, he can do some stuff. He's got some skills. That's good. Now for number six. I might be cheating. <laughs> this might be cheating. All right. We'll but see. this won't be we'll the see. first time I try to pull this on you, so you let me know if I'm cheating. Alright. I'm going animated. Alright, I'm a fan. <laughs> and I don't know if you'll remember this series at all. Hmm. And actually, in fact, let me pull up some info on the show just because I want to make sure I have my <laughs> my facts about it correct. Sure. From the animated series Mask. M-A-S-K. Okay. The Hurricane, a sweet 1957 Chevy driven by Hondo. This car would then turn into a six-wheeled battle tank, and it was pretty dope. <laughs> that sounds cool. Now, I don't know if you know Mask at all. Uh, I don't think so. This, uh, You know, cartoons in the 80s were a lot about toys and, oh, and selling yeah. toys. They were designed to sell toys. And, and Mask was, was Kenner's attempt to get in on that, that sweet Transformers G.I. Joe He-Man money. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they launched their, their animated series, Mask, which is an acronym for Mobile Armored Strike Command. Okay. And basically it has cars that fight. <laughs> <laughs> and Mask is, a, they, they are a strike command, and they, have, they go against a enemy group called Venom, which stands for the Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. <laughs> that is a good acronym. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it sound more evil and menacing than that? The Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. They were not pulling their punches. They were not. They, they put their business out there. It's like they, we're both vicious and evil. <laughs> just right up front. Just it, so you know. It's According to the Wikipedia page, it says Venom's primary goal was obtaining money through either robbery, extortion, counterfeiting, and kidnapping, or attempting to steal historical artifacts. <laughs> Sounds a lot like Cobra. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. be perfectly honest. There is a correlation. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll show you pictures of, of the hurricane later, but it was a cool car. <laughs> Sounds good. It was awesome <laughs> I have a soft spot for that particular car because it was one of my favorite toys when I was a kid hmm. alright that was number six yep. N- number five. Oh, we're in the top five top five and again I'm, I'm pulling cartoons out of my butt here <laughs> Optimus Prime Oh, I'm going to tell you, uh, that one made my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Optimus Prime from the tra- from the Transformers animated series growing yeah. up. It was, he was awesome. Oh, he yeah. was just so cool. Yes, he's a truck. Okay, slight difference, I suppose. But it, uh, it's, a, it's an automobile in a sense, I yes, suppose. Yes, right. It's got tires and, and moves and takes gasoline. It's got axles. Yeah, yeah but it's, prime. it's Optimus Prime. It's Optimus Prime. You can make an exception for Optimus. It really can. You know, I, I went back and forth because... I was like, oh, well, maybe I should pick one of the other Transformers who's like more of a standard yeah, car. Yeah, could have gone like Bumblebee or something. But You know, like, I didn't like no. Bumblebee when I was a kid. Yeah, no, same. I'm just like, no. If you're doing Transformers, you're doing Optimus. That's right, you're going Prime. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not fucking around. Nope. Autobots, transform and roll out. And we're going to stay in animation for number four. Cool. The Batmobile from oh, Batman yes. the Animated Series. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, I get it. Turning corners in it, probably not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> but, you know, he shoots that grappling hook out there. It's fine. That is true. No, that just the, the design of that car was pretty awesome, but it definitely did not look like it could uh, actually drive. <laughs> yeah, quarry is a problem. The narrow streets of Gotham. <laughs> All right, number three. Number three. This one's so easy. Yeah. Kit from Knight Rider. Yeah, no, I knew that was. It had to be top three. And he's got that cool. Uh, he's like, I, I'm convinced Kit is like a precursor to a Cylon because he has the light and everything like that. Like, like oh. Kit is actually like the great great grandfather of Cylons. I'm convinced. Oh, there you go. And the dawn of AI. Yeah. But otherwise, in this context of the show, <laughs> Kit's pretty badass. Yeah. It's a great car. I'd love to have a car that talked to me oh, yeah. with a cool accent. <laughs> be super fun. I'd be into that. That was a great car. And then number two. Number two. The 1955 Lincoln Futura that was transformed into the Batmobile driven by Adam West and Burt Ward. Uh, there you go. From the Batman 66 series. That Batmobile is awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely has that iconic design to it. So. And I believe that was also designed by George Barris, as okay. you mentioned before. He did a lot of those those cool custom cars that were on yeah. those shows back in the day. Um, and that car, it's, it's just so iconic. Yeah, really, like... That's if you grew up in that period. That's the Batmobile. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, now granted, I'm probably going to get a, a fair amount of shit from people for putting it at number two because it could easily, very easily, be number one. Oh, easy. Yeah. 
and that's why number one is is definitely <laughs> like a Tom thing. This is a okay. this is this is <laughs> my personal favorite, and you can you can poke fun and mock me and whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm picking the Ferrari 308 GTS for Magnum P.I. Because okay. Magnum P.I. was the fucking coolest show on TV. <laughs> Got to live on this rich dude's property, drive his cars, solve crimes, go to the beach, live in Hawaii. Yeah, that just sounds like a bunch of good. Now, granted, Doberman's chased him quite a bit. Well, yeah. But, it, you know, it was Tom Selleck. I mean, he made the mustache sexy, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. That guy was just manly as all hell. Yeah, so much chess here. Yeah. Oh. We can only hope to be half as manly as Oh, man. Stuff. I'm waiting for chess here to make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for that one. What do you think? Controversial? <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a fair choice. I mean... I, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve with that one. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that, that might be just, you know, the, the entire Magnum P.I. as a whole just kind of seeping through there. Because, I mean, that was just a part of a greater whole. <laughs> I love watching Magnum P.I. I still watch it to this day. Um, I have all the DVDs. I have all the episodes. It's it's, it's it, still a thing in this house. It is iconic. For sure. <laughs> for definitely for me, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I before we go on to your list, mm-hmm. I, I want to put out there on a personal level. Yeah. I don't know a goddamn thing about cars. I don't, <laughs> how, how, how are you with automobiles? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about the same. I, I don't think I could even change my own oil. So <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like a nice looking car, but I, I couldn't tell you very many details about it. So for me, it's pretty much just aesthetically, is it cool? And does it have awesome technological features to it in some sense? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the technological features, that's why I'm, that's one of the things I'm actually really looking forward to with your list. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as far as like the cool features, you know, mm-hmm. Kid had those going on. Yeah. Um, the Batmobile obviously has it going on, and Black Beauty have that going on. But that's sure. not a staple in a lot of the other cars that I have on my list, and mm-hmm. uh, except with the exception of the animated ones, because obviously sure. they, they turned into things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not exactly real. Yeah, reality. Transforms. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, let's see. For, I mean, definitely there were a lot of cartoon cars that were really cool. Uh, on TV back in the day, just a few that come to mind were like the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van. Oh, the van, yeah, yeah. the turtles. That was that, that was cool. You're that right. one was pretty cool. Uh, Inspector Gadget. That Ooh. car was pretty cool because it was like just a lame van that became that like cool. I'm not even sure I remember. I might have to look, look that up later. I don't know if I remember. Yeah, no, it was like in the intro of it and like just transforms, just like he does. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Basically, anything that transformed was cool. That's, yeah. that, and that's very much a, uh, a child's perspective for sure. Yeah, you're like, oh, it becomes this. That's so awesome. Well, especially for a toy. I mean, because a, a oh, yeah. toy that turns into another toy, that's a great toy. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But yeah, no, I think. Your list was pretty comprehensive. Yeah. The, uh, let's see. In terms of non-cartoon cars <laughs> from TV, uh, probably one of the only ones that I would have put, um, the Impala from Supernatural, um, just because, I mean, that's just the car, the badass muscle car that they're driving around all the time with, you know, all the demon fighting weaponry in the trunk. That's a so. fair point. That's a fair point. That, that might be the coolest car currently on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say that there's very many... I feel like cars on TV aren't really as cool as they used to be. No, no, they really aren't. I mean, that car is cool because it's like an older car. I mean, I remember they tried, they tried to, like, do a reboot version of Knight Rider, and you that know, didn't, like, eight or nine years ago, and that, <laughs> that, that did not well. go well at all. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, Which is funny, because, I mean... I feel like if, they, if you could figure out my my understanding of television production is limited, mm-hmm. but I would imagine it's got to be hard to film a TV show centered around cars doing cool things. Like the, you know, yeah. those Fast and the Furious movies make a trillion dollars, but oh. they also have you know multi multi million dollar budgets to do those cool things. Sure, doing that on on a weekly on a weekly TV series is probably a bit tricky. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, and that's probably why all the cool cars from back in the day were animated you know <laughs> it's like there was so many cool just animated vehicles because you could do whatever you want in a cartoon mm-hmm. but um yeah i think i think we hit the good ones though yeah right on <laughs> all right so we covered movies i'm sorry we covered tv yeah now roger's gonna cover the films <clears throat> yes i am all right buckle up people i'm i'm expecting <laughs> us to go to at least 88 miles per hour with one car oh at least <laughs> so uh let's see starting off my number 10 um uh, my list was kind of, I felt, all over the place. Uh, there was a few of them that were, like like we were talking about before, 
a little more technological, science fiction based, um, but there was a few that were less so. Um, I think the one I'm going to start with is probably uh, the 73 Chevy Malibu from the movie Drive. Now that one oh. was that one was cool just because I really like Drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a cool movie. I know a lot of people gave it flack because it was just a lot of like like not talking from Ryan Gosling. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's emoting a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like a lot of just, uh, you're just looking and seeing what's happening. It was more of a, a feeling movie than an actual dialogue driven movie. <laughs> so you're just kind of going with that. But, um, yeah, no. So that's, that's probably my first one there again. Like I just like that one just cause it's the car that he drove, but, um, not, not very much, individual about the car in that respect just kind of eh, whatever <laughs> that's that's where we're at with that okay that's, right that's, on that's what he drove so i like it you know we'll go with that so uh so moving on uh, kind of along those same lines is uh the mustang mach one from john wick oh okay so that Very one cool. uh that one was really cool again mainly because john wick is awesome <laughs> so not very many movies do you have you know the guy in a car actually, you know, using the car to kill people. <laughs> it's usually kind of like a car chase sequence or something like that. But that one, he's like, he's trying to escape with the car and he's hitting people and, you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like, unfortunately, the car gets wrecked by the end of, I think, John Wick 2. And I don't think it even oh, comes spoilers, out. Spoilers, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, more or less. But um, and I don't think it even shows up in 3. So I guess they're still repairing it. I'm hoping it's going to make its return in four and we'll just, you know, have the car come back. So that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But it was right. definitely a cool looking car, um, you know, all black. Cool as hell. So <laughs> um, nice. let's see. Going down from there. This is where it gets a little more into the. Your uh, list has already been more unconventional than I thought it might be, which is interesting. Yeah. No, I, honestly, those two were the ones that I kind of pulled at the end because I'm just like, uh, well, I don't know where else to go from here. So I'm just looking for cars from cool movies at this point. But the rest of them were all stuff where I'm just like, OK, no, these are legitimately cool cars. <laughs> cool cars with some sort of sci fi aspect to them you know right on um, right on so starting with where are we at number eight now yeah number eight so number eight the 87 ford crown victoria from men in black <laughs> <laughs> so i just remember that being the coolest thing as a kid you know it's just so unassuming you know it just looks like a typical federal agent vehicle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you press the little red button it's got little red buttons lots of little red buttons like there's yeah. like super hidden consoles and all kinds <laughs> of cool stuff in there yeah it was pretty cool so i mean just i i think that one's just kind of a nostalgia thing where you're just like that was cool because it was basically a transforming flying car that was just you know, going super fast in the tunnel and all this crap. Right on. So that that one was pretty fun. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? <clears throat> I guess a little less science fiction. Well, the movie was science fiction, but the car itself was pretty real. Uh, the '92 Jeep Wrangler from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Now, that one is an iconic Jeep for you. <laughs> That's very true. Very with, true. Uh, with Dr. Ian Malcolm in the back, you know, must go faster. <laughs> when running away from the T-Rex, just uh, that Jeep was so cool, just with that big old Jurassic Park logo on the side. I think, honestly, anything with, like, a cool logo on the side of it is a good cover. <laughs> <laughs> it says the man with a propensity for superheroes. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so that might be a little... Uh, a little bit of sway there, but I think it was a pretty cool one. Uh, actually, kind of going along with that, maybe my honorable mention was the uh, Mercedes-Benz ML320 from The Lost World. That was that, you know, kind of Mercedes with the with the winch up in front that he, uh, Eddie Carr's char- uh, his character was trying to bring that huge uh, science lab back up from off the cliff. I don't know if you remember that scene at all. <laughs> <laughs> or if you shut the lost world out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I, I watched it fairly recently because uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, before before the last Jurassic Park film came out, mm-hmm. you know, all the other movies were, were being replayed constantly on, yeah, on sure, like, sure. TNT or TBS or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, you're, you're going kind of deep cut on me here a little bit. I'm like, whoa, these are not... These are not <laughs> 
where I thought you were going with things. Uh, no, it, it'll get more traditional once. Oh no, no, no! no. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just like, oh well, shit! I really got to think here. Hang on. Yeah, no. This was uh, this was the scene where the two T Rexes come after the a baby T Rex, and then they basically bite that guy in yeah, half. No. All right, well, <laughs> anyway, I thought that uh, that car was pretty cool because it was you know had the cool winch up in front, had the, like the it was super modified, so they put you know the black iron bars welded in all around it. It's got the super floodlights on all sides of it, and it was just painted in this like weird camo-like color. Mm-hmm. So, I, as a kid, I just thought that was the coolest thing. You know, I, I recreated that scene with Hot Wheels many times. So, <laughs> it was pretty fun. So, number six was our mutual Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. I mean, yeah, you have to have him on those, it's, especially in the movies. I thought his. Uh, I mean, the robot design, say what you will about it, but the truck design was pretty cool. And the fact that, like, even in the later movies, they gave him the trailer, which mm-hmm. also transformed into his kind of, like, weapons arsenal. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool scene where just that whole trailer just opened up and he just had, you know, jetpack and guns and all this crazy shit in there. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, I think we can agree Optimus Prime is is a solid contender for the list. Um, let's see what do we got now we're into our top five we got a uh, we got a bit of a crossover in some sense okay okay we have the tumbler from the Dark Knight trilogy oh so the the little pod that shoots out of the Batmobile well the whole Batmobile was called the tumbler oh yeah I'm sorry you're right yeah, you're right the the motorcycle was the bat pod bat pod thank you <laughs> okay so I forgot it was the tumbler oh god so stupid how did I forget that <laughs> oh go what a dummy no, it's, it's all good it's all good. So, yeah, the Tumblr, yeah, which, which I happen to have here in Hot Wheels hey. form. Yeah, it's Look a very cool visual thing. podcast tonight. But, I mean, <laughs> this was just... i get that YouTube channel working one day. Yeah, w- once we get that, you'll, you guys will see it. But, yeah, it's such a, such a cool design because it brought, like, this realism to the Batmobile. Yeah, there was, like, such cool functionality with it, you know? Uh, yeah. Even from in the, from the movie, you know, like, when, when Lucius is telling Bruce its purpose for, yeah. you know... Uh, I think it was like for what for like bridging rivers and stuff. Yeah, like that for the yeah. It was Army such of Corps a cool idea. You know, it's like giving it actual reason why it would have to be able to jump, you know, huge gaps and stuff. Yeah. It's like no, yeah, this was going to be used to build bridges and stuff, and uh, you know, they would basically harpoon some cables to the other side. But this guy had to be able to you know jump over huge gaps. Well, and, and what a cool. Uh, the Batmobile doesn't really get played with enough. I think in overall in no. the Nolan trilogy but <laughs> yeah. in that first film in particular yeah. it has a, you know a great chase scene yeah, with, with the police and uh, one of the coolest features of this particular Batmobile was uh-huh. um, <laughs> and probably one of the more unreal, unrealistic parts of, of that particular film <laughs> but when it's on the rooftops oh, yeah. but you see its computer is scanning for what roofs can hold it Oh. And is calculating which like the route so that it, he won't collapse buildings and go wow. through ceilings and stuff like that. You know, I didn't even notice that. Before. It's it's a really cool little thing. It's it's it, it just flashes on the screen mo- momentarily, but it's like you know you just see the computer kind of calculating like, which, like okay, which this rooftop can, can sustain. Yeah, because that's actually something that I'd always thought about when watching the movie. You're kind of just like, oh well, there, the car would just fall through that roof, right? <laughs> like it's just jumping onto it. But no, he's bad man. He's got a plan for everything. <laughs> That's super cool. That's something I didn't even know. So yeah, the Tumblr, a great uh, addition to the Batman universe. Great choice. All right, moving on. This one's a kind of a personal favorite. Okay, <laughs> the Delta eighty eight from Evil Dead. Hey now, all right. This there's is, a choice. Yeah, there's Ash Williams' car. I mean, this car, that thing's been through hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's been through a you know, medieval period. Yeah, it's been through a time <laughs> portal. It's come back from that, I guess, because, I mean, he still had it after Army of Darkness. He had to sleep in something. They rumble still because his ass back to the future. (laughs) That's very true. So, yeah. I mean, that car was just... It doesn't get a lot of attention in the first couple. Um, I think Evil Dead 2 gives a little more in that, you know, he's kind of... I think he pulls stuff out of the trunk from that one when he's kind of suiting up with Mm -hmm. his chainsaw hand and the shotgun and everything. But um, especially in Army of Darkness, you know, the third one. He, yeah, he turns into like a battle vehicle. Basically. Yeah, he's got this big old spinning blade propeller on the front. Right, right, he's right. just driving this thing around. And he's got all these science books in the trunk where he teaches everybody how to make explosives. 
If you're going to go back in time, you might as well have a chemistry book handy. There you go. And I mean, it was just such an awesome looking car, too. Just no, an awesome, awesome film. We should, we'll have to have like a special like Evil Dead podcast. Oh, I think, I think for October, I think you guys can plan for an Evil Dead show. Yeah, I think so, too. I definitely think so. That will be great. All right. Moving on from there, the second Batman Universe car, the 89 Batmobile. Such a cool car. Dude, this, I mean, seeing this thing as a kid, I, I have a, a little, uh, kind of like a hey now. Hey. warped model looking of it. It's kind of like a perspective mm-hmm. Hot Wheels one. But just, I mean, the angles, the Batwing design on the little fins in the back. And of course, the thruster. <laughs> it's just uh, such a great vehicle. It was just awesome as hell. I, re- I remember when... Uh you know when when the Batman eighty nine hype was was starting to to build and build and build and build yeah. and build, and they started doing different um, different magazines had different coverage of this movie in different ways. So like okay. Popular Mechanics, I think, had a big spread on the Batmobile, oh, nice. and my dad lost his shit. He's like, "I'm seeing this just for that fucking car. <laughs> I just want to see this car move." Dude, yeah, no, I mean, it just had like we we're looking. I know. Uh, Brian Mitchell would be able to tell me exactly the parts. I can't remember offhand, but I know it had like legitimate like turbine engines, like all this stuff built in. It was it was a great vehicle. I mean, yeah, I think it has like a like a jet engine in it. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty iconic. Cool. Uh, I've I've seen it um, a couple of times with my own eyeballs. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, one year at Comic Con, they had all the Batmobiles. On on uh, on the grass at the at the Hilton Bayfront. Oh, that's super cool! And it was it was really cool getting to see them all because uh, it it was like a permanent dis- it, well I shouldn't say permanent display but I mean it was something you could go and see pretty much around the clock. Oh, okay. So, so like I, just- I, I I went by there. It was like you know one in the morning or something yeah. like that, and they just had like you know yeah it was a little dark, but they had some lights out, and you could you could you could still see the lines and everything like that in the car. It was really cool, and it was also cool to see it with not without um, without. You know, a thousand other people around you, sure, obstructing your view of it, and it just was, you know, you couldn't, I, you couldn't get close enough to touch it or anything. No, like that. yeah, but, but I mean, it's just like holy shit, it's the like, battle. That's cool. Which is, which another funny story. Uh-huh. It was that time at the Hilton Bayfront, seeing the actual one was uh-huh. was very impressive. But one year, a few years before that Comic Con, uh-huh. uh, a, a person had their their custom version of that Batmobile, the eighty okay. nine Batmobile. And it was parked in front of the 7-Eleven on Market Street, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. That's awesome. I, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, my God, I hope Batman's in there buying a Slurpee. <laughs> yes. This would be the greatest day of my life. Oh, dude, that would be the greatest thing to see. He just walks out, you know, just beeps the car. Full, full cow and a Slurpee. Like, he's using, like, the, 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 the straw spoon to eat it. <laughs> just like, nom, nom, nom. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. We're down to the top two. This one. The another. deuce. Another personal favorite for me, the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Okay, nice call. Yeah, nice this call. one, this, I mean, I loved Ghostbusters as a kid. One of my favorite movies. I I would draw comics for Ghostbusters, and I think just the Ecto-1 to me was just the coolest customized vehicle. With, you know, all the flashing lights, the crazy sounding siren, you know, just, I remember that scene from the movie where he pulls in with the old hearse. And it just looks like a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and you see it, you know, midway through the movie, and you're like, wow, this is the Ecto-1, you know, it's so cool. I think my favorite part about that selection, because it, it, it reminds me, like, the first time I saw Ghostbusters, uh-huh. uh, you know, I was a little kid. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think much of them turning a hearse into a, you know, into a super cool car for them yeah. to drive around in. <laughs> Later on, as I got older, I realized what, what exactly a hearse was for. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking, <laughs> this is funnier than I thought it was. <laughs> it's poetic justice almost. <laughs> yeah, there's like a weird, like, kind of like circle of life thing yeah, going there on there. Yeah, there you go. It's like, you, we took you out once with the hearse, <laughs> and we're taking you back again. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's just an awesome looking vehicle. Again, with the logo on the side, <laughs> flashing sirens. Uh, in uh, Ghostbusters 2, they kind of revamped it a bit more. They didn't like that design as much. I wasn't crazy about it either. Yeah, I felt yeah. it was just a little, a little too much. Mm-hmm. Like with the extra flashing lights. And well, and then they upgraded to, to driving around the Statue of Liberty, and that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> with the old Nintendo. <laughs> but I guess you get around traffic control. easier. So yeah. that's true. Just really step through the crowds there. All right, and the number one, 
to nobody's surprise, <laughs> the DeLorean DMC-12 from Back to the Future. Excellent choice again. Excellent choice. Is this? I'm assuming we get this with a flux capacitor and Mr. Fusion. Fluxing, as always. Oh, look at that. <laughs> have my little model here. My little Though your little model is pre-Mr. Fusion. This is like the straight plutonium edition. Yeah, that's the... Uh, Harder to come by. Yeah. <laughs> Though nowadays, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it's at every corner drugstore. But <laughs> at least on Amazon, I bet. Yeah. But yeah, no, that car... Very cool little model, too. Everyone from the 80s wanted this car. You'll have, had, to, uh, you'll have to post it, like, take a picture of these, put them on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll yeah. send them to you. We can put it on the Instagram page. Very and, cool. Yeah, this is... Uh, I mean, if you grew up in the 80s or even a little after, this was the car of everyone's dreams, you know? It's, it's, like, such, a, it's such a cool design to this day. I mean, it still looks machine. like futuristic and space-aged. You do it in style. You do it in style. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, the, the, you know, a limited number of these cars exist to this day. Yeah. Um, the movies made them classics forever. Yeah, they're hard to come by. Um, I think that's a fantastic choice. Yeah, I mean, the Gullwing doors, I mean, just the DeLorean itself as a car was just such a cool design, you know? It was mm-hmm. like that super, you know, almost pearlescent chrome reflective type metal that they had on the vehicle. The engine was in the back, you know, the trunk was up front. <laughs> it was and, like... You know, if you got lucky, you'd, you'd get a couple keys of cocaine in your door. Yeah, there you, know? you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. <laughs> it was the 80s. You needed it. So, yeah, no, this this was the car that everyone wanted. And to make that into a time machine, it was great. I, mean, I don't think you could have picked a car that, that has been more perfectly immortalized yeah. by, by movies, by cinema. Oh, no, I, I don't think so. Th- that, that's why this is, like, undeniably the number one. Like, it's got, you know, the, the vents in the back, the plutonium slot, you know, which becomes the Mr. Fusion. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, just everything about this car, the flux capacitor, the, you know, time circuits up front. You're like, they just designed this car to where you believed it. You know? yeah. You're like, no, this yeah. thing can go back in time. <laughs> no, no, I'm there with you. I, 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 lo- I, lo- I love your, I love your picks. Yeah. <laughs> Though, I, you know, as, as I mentioned, I was a little surprised. Like, oh, there's some unconventional <laughs> ones in here for sure. Yeah, honestly, like, towards the end, like, after I picked my first six or seven, I'm like, okay, these are the ones that I'm sure of. And then I'm like, oh, I kind of got to start venturing out because I'm just going to have to go towards stuff that I'm not really like the car is super amazing, but really more what's done in the car mm-hmm. is kind of cool. And obviously I wasn't going to go like Fast and Furious direction because you could just say, oh yeah, all the cars from Fast and Furious. I'm like, well, yeah, that, that's a bit easy. I think that's a bit of a cop out, but, um, yeah. well, right. But I mean, again, I'm not a film, I, I'm not a, a fan of that franchise mm-hmm. and, and that's simply just because I haven't watched them. It's not like I'm like anti Fast and the Furious films sure, necessarily, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, is, is there, with the exception of maybe the first film, I mean, mm-hmm. is there like an iconic defining car in that series? Yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, Vin Diesel just, has the one yeah. from the first film. I can't even remember what car it was. I think it was an old Chevy, right? Probably. Or like an Impala? I can't. Yeah. yeah probably. I can't remember. So some sort of awesome muscle car. Or yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's just like, yeah, you know, I, I was just looking at it. I'm like, ah, there, there's not really an iconic car. Because that one obviously definitely comes to mind when mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, you know, what cool cars from movies. Um, and I wanted to stick to more cars in general that were just iconic for a reason, you know, but kind of the, you know, like I said, the one from drive or John wick, that one was cool more for just being in the movie. And what was the car in the, in, in, uh, in drive again? It was the 73 Chevy Malibu. Okay. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's a Malibu, you know, it's like, it's not a super like cool, popular car of its era. It was just, you used it in a cool way in that movie. You know, right, so. right, right. There are a couple of, in my opinion, omissions. But sure, this no. is your list. No, yeah, go for but it. But two cars I would have had on mine. Yeah. I, yeah. I did want to share. <clears throat> Again, the it's, first one The first one definitely shows my, my kind of, <laughs> a little bit of my age. Yeah. Uh, because this is a movie I grew up watching and I was enamored with, with the car in particular, but the, the car chase sequence in this film mm. is out of control. And uh, that's the 1968 Ford Mustang 390 GT in Bullet with Steve McQueen. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I was talking to someone today, too, and they're like, what? No. <laughs> it's... No Gone in 60. I'm like, ah. 
It the yeah, bullet is a, it's a it's a great movie, but that that car that car chase sequence I'm sure you can watch it on YouTube. Oh yeah, is yeah. top notch, <laughs> and because Steve McQueen was a real man, mm-hmm. yes. he's driving that car the entire time. I, I I don't think they could have pulled him out of that thing. No, no. Yeah, he he was notorious for having a stuntman who never got to work. <laughs> the best stunt job ever. <laughs> I guess so, right? And I think the only other car I could think of that I would have. Found room for on, on my list, uh-huh. and maybe the, maybe this was a bigger bigger set of films for me growing up. Um, the the Aston Martin from James Bond. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I would have. That again. That's that's, that's just for me. Yeah, because you know I was even looking at James Bond too, and I'm like, I think it's more because I was looking at the newer stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, he doesn't really have like a car anymore. I think back then it was like back then it was the Aston, and yeah. I think that's mostly in the Sean Connery films because yeah. at a certain point it you know it became like a a, a status thing mm-hmm. to get your car to be the James Bond car, so it became yeah. like, oh, who's going to give us a ton of money and we'll drive their car around? Yeah, so now it's kind of become a little more commercial. No, definitely, but that that, that classic Aston Martin mm-hmm. driven by driven by Sean Connery. Yeah, that's uh, I, a I fair believe, call. I believe most famously it was in Goldfinger, mm-hmm. but I think he I think it, he had it in. A bunch of the early ones, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's... It might have been Dr. No, too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That I love that Aston Martin. That's a great car. Yeah. Plus, it's, <laughs> that's got all the cool, fun tech things. You know, rockets out of the headlights and, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the things that come out of the hubcaps to to, to, to uh, destroy the other guy's tires next to you yeah. and shoots oil <laughs> out of the back. That's true. Yeah, one that your your list actually reminded me of is I should have gone Green Hornet also. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, even in, even in the Seth Rogen movie, the yeah. car is pretty badass. Yeah, it's got literal like camouflage and mm-hmm. like you know the same thing with the you know rotors on the side that shred the tires. And I mean, we we could even do an entire an entire episode of the show just dedicated to uh, like James Bond cars because some of them are insane, yeah. <laughs> like the one that turns invisible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they they figure that out technology. So I don't know. Yeah, convenient, right? It's pretty good. I'm a fan. <laughs> well, yeah, the the best part is it, it not only does it go invisible, but apparently it, it just goes stealth because he's able to sneak up on people in it. <laughs> I'm like, how does he do that? How how's the motor set? <laughs> I, I I really like your list, and actually, I one of my one of my favorite parts about it is that unconventional aspect to it because. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think mine's actually a little, little bit paint by numbers, <laughs> with the exception of my cartoon choices. No, I mean, I, I think it was it was a fair list. Like I said, those really only came up because I started running out of ideas, you know? Right. Like, you'd think there'd be a lot more, like, iconic vehicles, but I don't know. Once you start really getting in there, you're like, well, what makes them iconic, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. very few stand out because they're, like, whoa, crazy, you know? So, I mean, I, I technically, I guess I could have gone, like, into the other... Batmobiles from the other movies, but I figured I'd stick to the two that were my favorite. You know? Sure, why not? And and um, I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast who are <laughs> mad at us because we we forgot something, we've omitted something. Yeah, let us know. Hit us up on our, yeah. our twitters and, and and Instagrams and and all that stuff. I know, I know, I know. I'm sure I'll probably get at least a couple texts from people. Yeah, <laughs> about no, something I, I, I hope missed. so because I'm like genuinely curious as to like obvious vehicles that I've missed, you know? It's always the obvious ones that make you feel yeah, the dumbest, right? because you're just like, oh, shoot, I should have known that. <laughs> and I know there's definitely moments where I'm like, I know I'm forgetting some. Like, this should not be this difficult. <laughs> but, yeah. No, well, it's not like we did, you know, like the best spaceships and we skipped the Millennium Falcon. I mean... That's true. You know, I, I, I definitely feel like we, we hit some of the big watermark ones. But, yeah, there, there may be a few out there that we, we both missed on TV and in, in movies. I mean, movies yeah. in particular, I feel like cars have had... A, a bit of a longer run. True. Uh, TV, it, it, like we said, it, it seems like it kind of stopped at a certain point. There, a handful yeah. of shows make a car a, a central point, but you know, not to the extent that they, that they used to be. Yeah, it's kind of weird that, that drop off, but I, I think it's for the reasons we said. You know, it's just a lot of money to <laughs> have a car doing stunts all the time. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, it costs a lot of money to close down these streets and set up these elaborate chases and yeah, all these different true, car true. stunts. I mean. Uh, I, I, yeah, that can't be cheap, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to make a TV show, but I'm assuming it's not, you know, you can't just throw a couple bills at somebody and be like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of licensing permits, and uh, it's not as easy as it is in Hazard, you know? <laughs> God, there was nobody around either. I don't think I ever saw another car in Hazard County. <laughs> it was just them. Just, they had, like, the little town square, uh-huh. and you might see a couple of, like, trucks there. But that's it. But rarely you saw anyone else going out to the boonies where all these chases would happen. <laughs> Convenient. 
Yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> Very true, though. But yeah, no, honestly, I think our lists were pretty conclusive. I think we had the top hits, you know. You know, another one for consideration. Yeah. For, for movies. Yeah, yeah. You, you did have Optimus Prime. I, I think I might have considered uh, the Pork Chop Express. Pork Chop Express. From, from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of a, it's more of a fun one, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I love that film so much. Any, yeah. any reason to talk about that movie would, would suffice for me. <laughs> for sure. No, yeah, that one definitely. We're going to have to rewatch that and talk about it sometime. Ooh, don't tempt me with a good time, buddy. Yeah. I, will, I will talk your ear off about good, big trouble. You can just sit here and you don't even have to talk. You can just show yeah, up and drink beer. Chill. I'll just be like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll do a one man show of the entire film for an hour and a half. It'll I'll be just sit fantastic. here. <laughs> I might give you one part. I might let you, you, you can be Gracie law and I'll be everybody else, <laughs> including Lopan. It'll be hilarious. Oh yes. Lopan. Oh, Lopan. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Um, Gosh, okay, so that concludes our list. Like I said, uh, let us know what we missed, what we forgot, uh, what we're big dum-dums about. Yeah, and let us know if you guys want us to do more lists or if you have any ideas and for ideas lists. And ideas for lists, yeah. because uh, this might become a thing we do a little bit more regularly, especially with the news being so lame lately. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, there hasn't been a ton of movies to go see recently that I've been excited about. No, you know, it's been kind of dead. I'm catching up on some dry. TV. Oh. But, you know, so we haven't really had a lot of, of that kind of stuff to dissect at the moment. Yeah. So I think I think these lists are kind of fun and cool. And, and we're going to start doing, you know, as we're, we're to the end of summer. Yeah. And and that means that for me, unfortunately, school starts up again, hmm. which might make I, I still have intentions of having this show come out <laughs> on a very regular basis. Sure. Yeah. But special episodes that are dedicated to a certain movie. You know, a movie from our past, even. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a possibility. It could be fun, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, if if we end up having to miss a week or two because of my schedule and my lack of availability or whatnot, mm. you know, I, I don't know how much I want to dive into news from two or three weeks ago. Yeah, um, that's, that's probably not going to be fun for anyone. No, so. I mean, it's just like, if, if if the people who are kind enough to listen to this podcast are like me, you probably listen to a lot of other pop culture podcasts. Sure. So I feel like I'd just be going over old news. Yeah, at that point, we just do something, yeah. something unique. Yeah, if we're not, if we can't be current, we're just, we're just, we're, we'll be full retro and talk about movies from twenty years ago. Oh, even better, because <laughs> that's that's our wheelhouse. Yeah, twenty years ago. So what, the nineties? Nineties. It would. It's about to be two thousands. Oh boy. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Yeah, you're right. Because I. Uh, oh God. Star Trek: Next Generation is like thirty years old. Jeez. Oh man. Woof. <laughs> so on that note <laughs> yeah, I think I think at that note we're going to wrap it up and uh, start crying a little bit to ourselves about yeah. how old we've gotten <laughs> me in particular Roger's still a young man yeah, well, I got a few years on me he's got a little fighting spirit left in him a little bit <laughs> <laughs> alright with that uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed the show today and if you have please take the time to write us a five star review uh, it's very cool and very important that, uh, that that these reviews get out there and put on the, on the internet for us they go a long way to getting the word out about our awesome little show and again, you can follow along uh, with us on social media at Tomcast underscore Popcast on Twitter and at the Tom at at the Tomcast underscore Popcast on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We're gonna be back very soon. We'll be back next week for sure. Yeah. After that, everything gets spotty. But, <laughs> but no, no, no. We'll be back. Don't worry. And uh, thank you so much for again. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for Roger, my name is Tom. Ciao, babes. Make it so. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year!